Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. On today's show, we'll get to hear from Dr. Tim Clary, geologist and research associate with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Dr. Clary. Oil is in the news almost every day. Oil prices are going up or going down. Uh, a lot of questions about hydrofracking. And one of the other questions that many Christians have is how does oil fit in with the Bible? Was oil made in the flood or was it before the flood? We're going to look at some of these questions today. Oil is very, very important in our economy. Between oil and natural gas, it provides about two-thirds of our energy use for the whole world. So it's a very, very important commodity. With all the talk about fracking, hydrofracking today, uh, really that has allowed us, however, to find tremendous amounts of oil that was before unavailable. And so we've almost doubled our world oil reserves in the last 10 to 15 years because of this hydrofracking most hydrofracking takes place deep in the ground in the subsurface, thousands of feet down, so it really has very little effect on most of the surface waters we drink. Many of our discoveries have also come about because of increased technology. Our seismic data is better and better. We can actually see the rock layers better before we drill, and that has allowed us to find more oil as well. So between the fracking and the new discoveries from technology, we've nearly doubled our oil reserves, as I mentioned earlier. But what does the Bible say about oil? Is oil even mentioned in the Bible? If we go back to the very first appearance of oil in the Bible, it goes back to Genesis 11.3. At the Tower of Babel, then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and break them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. So that word asphalt, or what's probably another translation would be oil, some sort of oil product was used for mortar. So here we are about 200 years or so after the flood, and the Bible's talking about using some sort of oil. Unfortunately, many secular geologists, many secular scientists say that oil was around before the flood. It wasn't caused by the flood at all. David Montgomery in his book, The Rocks Don't Lie, said a literal read in the Bible requires that rocks already existed at the time of the flood because bitumen, the pitch that Noah used to caulk the ark, comes from sedimentary rock. In Genesis 6.14, though, is not a hydrocarbon. This is kind of a poor English translation of the Hebrew word kofir, which starts with a K. In Genesis 6:14, kofir sheathed or covered the ark. We don't know exactly what the material was, hence the difficulty in translation, so they just threw the word pitch in there. But the other 16 times that this word kofir is used in the Old Testament is never translated as pitch. So it appears that there was no real hydrocarbon or oil product used on the ark. It was some other type of covering, maybe a tree resin, something in that order, but it wasn't oil. So it appears that the oil was formed in the flood. The truth of the pre-flood oil, then, is that the kofir is a covering. There really was no basis for it being a hydrocarbon. We're going to look at two fables today in the remaining time. One, that oil forms slowly. That's what we're taught all the time in school. And secondly, the oil can survive for millions of years. What you put in your car, in your brand new cars, is supposedly, according to secular scientists, millions of years old, maybe 100 million years old. But let's look at those and see what's really the truth. The first fable we're going to look at is that oil forms slowly. We're taught that over time, marine sediments, rocks out in the ocean are formed, 
as they're slowly deposited inch by inch by inch over thousands of years, millions of years, and then somehow magically almost be, become compacted and become oil. And then now, millions of years later, according to the secular scientists, we're able to drill for these oil deposits and actually produce the oil and then make that into gasoline and kerosene and diesel and all these different oil products that we use. But that's just a fable. Deposition is actually very rapid. And the latest studies have shown that clay, which is thought to take thousands of years to just get a few inches, which is what we're taught in school, that slow clay deposition builds up and builds up and builds up, might take a thousand years to get the thickness of a dime in the deep ocean. But in reality, oil deposits are laid down quickly. Uh, the latest finding is showing that from Indiana University's Flume Lab, the persistent currents are needed to deposit clay. And most clay deposits most of our oil. And we have huge clay deposits that run from Ohio all the way to Kentucky, 370 miles long. And most of the oils that we test today and produce are actually when we test the clays, we see the exact same fingerprints. So we know that there's a source to these. Most of the oil appears to come from marine algae, things buried in a ocean environment, just like we saw in the flood. So the flood provides the marine algae, the flood provides the sedimentation that gives us these large extensive shales across the continent. And the real science, the new studies in the last 10 years have shown that clay is not deposited slowly, clay is deposited quickly and forming these laminated layers. And the laminated layers have to form in feet per second, deposits of feet per second as the water was moving and transporting along. And there shouldn't even be laminated shales. These laminated shales are the really fine lines and the shales that you see. If you ever look at a rock layer, the shales are really, really fine layers. Well, bioturbation or animals living in these environments should be stirring those up. Bioturbation can destroy primary sedimentary structures such as lamination and create model bedding. So there shouldn't be any sedimentation layers at all. When we return, we'll hear some final words from Dr. Clary. Stay with us. From sharks to butterflies, bats to orangutans, we can't help but marvel at the stunning and amusing creatures God has made. If you and your kids enjoy learning about animals, then you'll love our book, Guide to Animals, with its beautiful, full-color images and fascinating facts. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to Animals provides answers to many popular questions about the animal kingdom. How do chameleons change colors? How do jellyfish live without a brain? And what happened to the dinosaurs and other extinct animals? Guide to Animals shows how everything that can slither, crawl, soar, or swim displays the handiwork of God. Order your copy of Guide to Animals from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation. Here's Dr. Clary. So you may be wondering, how is oil generated? If it's buried in the sediments and the rocks during the flood, uh, where does it come from? Well, it comes from kerogen. Kerogen is part of those marine algae, those deposits from those little marine plankton floating around that were buried in the flood. And if you bury these rocks deep enough into the, the Earth's thermal heat, which we call cracking the oil, will actually start producing the oil itself. So you need to get the rocks down about 10,000 to 15,000 feet down deep in the earth. And slowly over time, but not too much time, only 100 or 200 years, you can generate tremendous amounts of oil. Our U.S. government research lab has taken marine algae in 2013 out in Washington State 
and has actually produced marine algae into oil in 60 minutes. So oil does not take that long to produce. It just has to have the right conditions. And one of those conditions seems to be that it has to be buried deep enough in the earth, around 10,000 to 15,000 feet deep, to produce the oil. And the flood provided all that as well, buried thousands of feet of sediment, deposited very, very quickly. So what does the Bible say? Again, we look back at Genesis 11.3, and we see that the oil was generated probably 200 years after the flood at the time of the Tower of Babel. And we see across the Middle East today, where the Tower of Babel likely was, we see lots of oil seeps still. Oil was seeping up from these deposits very quickly after the flood, and we still produce oil, and we still find oil seeps today across much of Iraq and Iran and the areas of the Middle East where we still produce a lot of oil as well. So the truth of oil formation is oil forms quickly within a few hundred years, probably even quicker, right after the flood. One of our fables that oil forms slowly, we fracked that, so to speak. But let's look at, can oil survive for millions of years? That's what we're taught. Oil can be 100 million years old and you're still putting it in your car. But oil is a naturally occurring organic compound made of carbon and hydrogen atoms called a hydrocarbon. It's made from organic debris, organic deposits of plankton and other marine algae. So if oil is organic, it's going to have all these organic chains, aromatic compounds, paraffins, isoparaffins, naphthenes, all these same sorts of things that we see in living cells today. But oil is a soft tissue, just like dinosaur soft tissue. And dinosaur soft tissue cannot survive even a million years. So these organics, like oil, can't be even a million years old. It would have broke down and biodegraded like we see in oil spills at the surface. The BP oil spill, for example, pretty much disappeared within a couple of years' time. Bacteria loves oil. In general, what the geologists assume, though, is they assume that oil becomes pasteurized somehow in the deep earth at 80 degrees Celsius. So something close to boiling. As a general view today, they say, among petroleum geoscientists, the biodegradation ceases at 75 to 80 degrees Celsius in the zone of thermophilic organisms. This is from Nature in 2001. However, we can go to Yellowstone National Park and we can see lots of thermophilic bacteria. Bacteria survives in almost every environment. As deep as we've drilled, as deep as how waters can be, there's still bacteria living in them that thrive in those environments. So to say that oil is pasteurized is rather crazy. There is no place to pasteurize oil. The details and rates of process involved in crude oil degradation are still poorly understood, the geologists say in that same article in Nature in 2001. The problem with oil is it breaks down very quickly, especially at the surface when there's more oxygen. It'll break down to within seven days. And about 70% of the world's oil is biodegraded that we're producing. So we know biodegradation takes place in the subsurface. There is no place to pasteurize oil. If you did pasteurize the oil, groundwater would percolate through and bring in new bacteria for somewhere else. So there really is no way to pasteurize oil and keep it pasteurized. You can't isolate the oil from its surroundings. So the truth of oil preservation is that it is an organic compound, just like dinosaur soft tissue. It degrades quickly, and there is really no such thing as pasteurization. You can pasteurize it maybe for a, a few years, but it's going to quickly percolate water. will come back in bringing new bacteria in. And bacteria thrives on oil. It loves to eat oil, and that's why the oil spills at the surface disappear so quickly in the Gulf of Mexico and even in Alaska, especially the warmer the water. So we've fracked these couple of fables. Uh, The oil forms quickly. That's the real truth. Oil does not take millions of years to form. It is not deposited in slow deposition. It's deposited in rapid deposition in order to preserve the laminations, in order to preserve the organic compounds. You have to bury things very, very quickly. Oil cannot survive for millions of years. 
If it's an organic compound, organic compounds have a shelf life. They have a half-life, if you want to call it that. They actually break down by bacteria. And there's no way to pasteurize the oil for millions of years because you're always bringing new groundwater in from somewhere else. So the Bible, once again, was right all along. Oil forms after the flood, percolated up, and the people at the Tower of Babel were able to use this as part of their mortar for building the Tower of Babel. But before the flood, there was no oil. Even though the Bible mentions the word pitch, that is the Hebrew word kofir. It was very unlikely that that was the same type of oil referred to a few chapters later when you get to the Tower of Babel. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.